Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute Weavers. Jurassic World by Minute Time. Man, I hate heights. I'm Brad. And Dave. And this episode is all about Minute 61, but before we get to that, heading over to Jurassic-pedia.com uh, with our final um, Camp Cretaceous article. E750 is creating a lot of speculation throughout the fan community. What is it? Mm-hmm. What could it possibly be? Uh, now we've seen, now the trailer's been released for Camp Cretaceous Season 3. It's going to be yeah. a big part of Season 3. There's speculation all around. Uh, this article isn't about that. It's more about what we know of the creature, of what the um, what happens with the creature in the tank. Uh, it's escaping, and um, and what will lead into season three. But uh, Kenji flipping switches, <laughs> overriding, <laughs> overloading circuits, and of course the copies moving in and just being the rats they are and biting all the wires in the tunnels. Uh, I know that a lot of that I've seen some fans kind of uh, not really complaining, but they're like not quite sold on the cryogenic free, uh, freezing that we did here. But really, in a franchise that has um, that has dinosaur cloning and glass hamster balls for humans, I really don't see cryogenic freezing as that much of a stretch. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it seems to be it still seems to be in the ballpark. For me, it's, it's not like they're introducing time travel or anything. It's it, it's it doesn't seem that far off the mark for me yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly right. And I've had this discussion with people about other franchises and uh, one containing with space wizards and swords and light swords that um, you, you can't you can't uh, understand why this is happening. But uh, your main characters are wizards <laughs> with light swords. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we've seen a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in this franchise, and um, cryogenic freezing, and that probably isn't uh, isn't too far, too much of a stretch. I um I made the joke that uh, I hoped it was one of Maisie's failed clones. <laughs> we did get uh, one of the shots in the trailer of the the eyeball looking that red eye, much like we've seen with the Indominus. But um, interestingly, though, the skin seemed brown. I've heard people say it uh, looks a lot like the original Raptors from Jurassic Park. Um, well, I mean, I couldn't tell because they do have the reflection of the fire in the eye. Hmm. So it's you can't really tell the true eye color. It's kind of like a reddish, kind of like a reddish orange, I guess. But 
we've seen the Indominus is white. The Indoraptor is black. This one seems to be E50 the or E750 the brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the other Lord of the Rings reference too. It does sort of look like the Iris I've Sauron with the flames there, but. They'll reveal exactly what it is when they choose to reveal exactly what it is, and I don't think that's going to happen before uh, season three comes out, unless there's going to be a toy leak or something. There's, there's been plenty of toys released under the Camp Cretaceous brand that haven't appeared in the uh, in the in the series yet. Um, looking at you, Troodon, but I still think that we're going to get a toy that's going to reveal the look of this probably at least a month before yeah. the. Uh, before the, sh- the season airs. Yeah, and it's just, that's just the facts of life. The amount of time, leading time they've needed to get figures ready for this. Because we don't really know if they're working on Dominion toys at the moment or if they'll able to push that back as well. Well, I mean, I know this isn't our, month, our monthly episode, <laughs> but I mean, we have gotten some really cool reveals that I think might have originally been planned for Dominion. And they're releasing now under different lines, just just to release it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nothing worse. Mattel would not want them figures waiting around for a year just to um, no. just to have it in the Dominion box packaging. Um, but we'll see what happens. We've uh, we've still got we've gone until May, so there's still a few uh, a few weeks to see if anything gets leaked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we'll probably talk about it. But uh, Probably. <laughs> for uh, all the speculation on E750, head over to uh, the Jurassicpedia Facebook discussion, discussion page, uh, or the group there on Facebook. Um, Pedia's got a Twitter account, hasn't it? Uh, we do, yes. Yep. We, we use it when I get bored, <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, so, uh, when I get bored of looking at my Twitter feed, I, go, I hop over to the legacy... Or I'm sorry, the uh, Pedia Twitter feed and retweet and make posts and stuff. Yeah, I probably should mention too. The Pedia has a Discord now. Um, do you know? Is that just Discord slash Jurassic Dash Pedia or something? The link, um, yeah. it it's uh, the link is available on our website here. It's, it's kind of weird because the where the way Discord randomizes the links, so it's not like a. Uh, oh, okay. It's not like a true kind of discord i mean you basically uh click the click the link to the server where it says discord discord in the blue banner there on the side on the side log in and theoretically it should take you to the server where it'll ask you if you want to join or, or something <laughs> all right so yeah head over to the site and uh, check on that if you're a discord user um or, uh, yeah, head over to jurassic-pedia.com for articles and many more. Many more, and much more. <laughs> you look tense, Claire. Maybe you should just focus on the controls. The key to a happy life is to accept you are never actually in control. Right! Dave, reading in a minute 61. Yeah. All right, opens with the boys running out into a field and ends with the boys crawling from the water. As we open on 61, the boys are running through that field, uh, much like we see in Jurassic Park 3. Behind them, you can hear the Indomitus crashing through the forest in pursuit. Uh, while they probably aren't thinking clearly here, do you think they would have had a better chance of survival staying in that dense dark, uh, dense dark uh, jungle 
we've seen over the last few minutes, like as you mentioned last minute, sort of minute before, it was sort of it didn't look as big an area as um, as what it, it seemed to be. There probably wasn't a lot of room in there for him to hide. Yeah, it just sort of went out into the open anyway. Well, it seemed more like it it got thick and then it thins out into this open field. And I don't think they probably would have been able to hide long for from the Indominus for long after. Eventually, they're going to get back open to Jarrah's River Valley, and they're not going to have any place to hide or run. So I think <laughs> I think going over the falls was their best bet. Yeah, some of the trees in there are sort of them big, thick, viney trees you could probably climb, but as we've seen in Camp Cretaceous, you can knock down structures a thousand yeah. feet in the air. So I doubt she'd probably be able to climb the trees and get them if, if, they, uh, if they tried that route. But, but uh, finally we see the Indominus burst through the trees and she sort of pauses for a moment, take it in the area and then sees the boys and gives chase. And uh, that's when the grass gives way to rocks and a drop-off. The boys stop and look down to reveal a waterfall and a lagoon below. And I just love how the uh, you can sort of see the walls of the ravine covered in vines and that greenery. And just mm-hmm. how much it extends away from where they where they're standing. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, I mean, I love this kind of turquoise color of the of the water itself. I'm sure a lot of the filters being used in the movie kind of have a lot to do with it. But I mean, still, it just looks like a nice place to go for a dip. Mm. And again, we're back on Cooler uh, Ranch here, aren't we? I I thought I read somewhere that this is the same falls where they shot the um, the Dominion Republic amber mines, but it might be. It might be on the same stream, but it might be further down because it doesn't look anywhere near what it looked like there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know that depending on whether it's the wet or dry season, the falls get either larger or uh, smaller. And this might have been filmed mm. at a point where the falls were really deep. Yeah. Because I know I heard that as well. Yeah. But the, the boys take a moment to look back as the Indominus is charging, roaring at them. And uh, Zach tells Gray, we're going to have to jump. <laughs> and Gray shakes his head, I can't. But um, we get a shot of the boys on the edge with the Indominus closing in, and Zach says, are you ready? One, two, and then they jump. <laughs> uh, just as the Indominus arrives, lunging forward with her jaws open, hoping to grab the boys in midair. And if this was a 3D movie, you can guarantee those jaws nearly come out the screen <laughs> as, uh, as she misses them. Well, I do know that when they were kind of having that 3D craze for a while. I mean, 3D movies kind of fade in and out of um, popularity, and I know that they were popular at kind of fading in popularity at the time Jurassic World came out. It was kind of it was kind of really re jump started in popularity by the 3D technology pioneered with Avatar, and kind of mm. ended around the time Jurassic World came out. So the movie did get a 3D movie release. I've never. I have a 3D capable TV downstairs, but we've ne- we like never, almost never use it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think you could ever. I remember they were pushing for the technology. I think James Cameron for Avatar too. He wanted the 3D technology that you didn't need the glasses, yeah. and the only way I could see that happening was hologram. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if anyone's going to do it, it'd be him. But. Yeah, I got a couple of movies here. Some of my favourite movies I got in 3D as well, just because it looked good at the cinema. Um, but never got a play, never got a TV, <laughs> and I've just got the the Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray sitting here where I can't watch it. Well, I mean, we have like the glasses, the player, and all that stuff, but the batteries and the glasses uh, went out 
and we just never bothered to replace them, and it just became like, it, it, I mean, as I said back in, when, uh, um, went back in like 2014 when the movie was still under construction, 3D is a gimmick. It's always been a gimmick. It'll probably always be a gimmick. It's an excuse for theaters to ra- to raise the ticket price by two dollars. You know, I mean, it's not probably something that's going to be the primary way we view movies for a long, long time. At least not until we get colored hologram projectors in our in our living rooms. You know, the project that ju- just project project the movie into 3D in the middle of our in the middle of our room. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Did you um did you get to the cinemas and see Jurassic Park 3D when it was released? I did, yeah. When they done all that. I I went and saw the um 3D uh, version which was, I loved. It was great. And then I also of course had to see it in regular just because it was Jurassic Park in theaters. Who doesn't love it? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been about the same time as a um as Lucasfilm started doing the prequels in 3D as well, but stopped with Phantom Menace. Yeah, I remember that. I remember they were planning on doing all six movies in 3D and releasing them. And the pre- there was a press release that I, I think they even might have scheduled them to be, like, yearly or something. Yeah. And like you said, they stopped with Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you're saying, they do all six, and they obviously that was before... The Force Awakens come out, which I think was I think that was the only one that was 3D, because Jedi, uh, um, the Last Jedi, and definitely Rise of Skywalker wasn't. But yeah. like I said, it, she was, 3D was dead. Yeah, it's a gimmick that fades in and out of popularity. I remember yeah, they had back. a, it was kind of popular in the like the late-ish 90s, when they had like the big headsets. <laughs> they kind of reminded me of the. Um, <laughs> night vision goggles that Tim wears in the movie. <laughs> so they weren't green and decorated. Although, you know, you'd customize them to make it green and decorated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Nice tangent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Indominus is about a second too late. Uh, missing the boys as they fall down into the lagoon below. Grey yelling all the way down, <laughs> which I reckon I would be as well. <laughs> um, and I have to ask the question, uh, what's the highest point you've ever dropped or fallen into the water or have you ever been skydiving? I think I'd be still up there. I'd be Indominus food now. I don't think I'd have the stomach to jump. I've only jumped about five metres out of a tree into a river before. That's about as high as I can go. I fell about uh, maybe 15, 20 feet without water. Oh. <laughs> I know. I was a kid climbing a tree in our, in my backyard and I, uh, the branch below me gave way. I, I mean, I was like at the, I was at the very top too. So <laughs> it was, it was a decent sized tree. So I fell straight down on the, on the gravel, and it hurt. I luckily did not break any bone, but the doctor did think I may have bruised my femur. I guess you could bruise bones. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I had a limp for like half a year, but I didn't actually break anything. Indestructible childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so we, when I was a child, I used to jump off the roof. <laughs> it's the same, probably 10, 10, 12 feet, either onto the uh, trampoline or on just onto the wet, the damp grass. Um, use that to break your fall a little bit, but that's probably why now I'm sitting here and not able to bend my knee. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Growing up, my friend had a uh, lived in a ranch house down the block, and his and they had apple trees in the front the front of their house that were close enough to the house that if you climbed up the apple trees, you could actually get onto the roof, which oh. we frequently did. And since his mom worked <laughs> from home, um, on occasion she would hear us climb, climbing up on the roof and, of course, come out and yell at us. <laughs> get off the roof. <laughs> so we get a, um, as the boys fall in the water here, we get a fantastic underwater shot with a nice clean pool. Um, I, you are saying before how well the water looked in that in the lagoon. I, I'm assuming because it's characters in the water, this is a, a pool shot, not an actual on-location yeah. On location shot, um, and those rocks would have to be CG that they're sort of swimming beside. Or they're like just foam foam rocks weighted down oh, yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. But, I mean, they probably soak up the water, so it'd be like hitting your head on a wet sponge. Yeah. 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 But being um, with the waterfall falling onto the rocks and how clear the water is as possible, um, this is what it actually looked like underneath not so much debris and it's mm. not like uh Jurassic park free where they go underwater mm. <laughs> in the jungle river and all of a sudden it's clear <laughs> crystal clear because that's not what jungle rivers are like at all but but up at the top of the waterfall the indominus crouches down uh, on all fours and looks down waiting to see the boys uh, i love the sort of the look here again just the characterizing the animal she's wiggling her tail back and forward uh, as she's watching much like a dog ready to pounce <laughs> just just great anim- uh, animation for the animal oh yeah and then I like this shot that we get of her standing up and walking off from the waterfall because, I mean, it is so hard to make CGI like this in bright sunlight conditions look good, and it looks good, you know? Mm. Well, yeah, that's it. A lot of the stuff, we see these big animals in the franchise, it's all nighttime, nighttime stuff. Seeing, seeing this predator out in the middle of the day, and just just how strong the the CG is with her, it, it looks great. Mm-hmm. But the reason she's uh, walking off is because the boys are still underwater. Uh, Zach grabs Gray by the ankle, gesturing for him to shh, and um, it's just yeah, they're staying under the water. She stays there for as long as she can, but uh, they don't surface, so she loses interest and walks away. But we do get a nice shot here too, with sort of looking down at the base of the waterfall, looking up at her as she's looking over the side. And again, just great cg and the the camera being right in amongst the water here mm-hmm. as the uh the waterfall sort of falling past the camera and it's only only a few seconds after she turns and walks away that the uh we cut to the boys breaking the surface and getting a big gulp of air i don't know how much they would have been able to see her on top of the maybe they'd see a bit of an outline mm-hmm. uh, just the way light travels through the water and that i think they might have just knew that she'd left just waited a couple of seconds just to be on the safe side you know if they had surfaced while she was still there looking over the side, do you reckon we would have seen the Indominus launching off the bank and going in after him? Maybe. Or would she have um, tried to make her way around? Uh, I imagine she'd probably have made it, try to make her way around. She, She's probably, being being larger, she's probably much more liable to break something, jumping from that height. <laughs> well, again, how much does she want... To taste more human, <laughs> it would have been a, it would have been a great sight though, seeing her leap from that bank and dive into the water. I mean, she's kind of like a like a I mean, like any animal, she only ran after them because they ran, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. 
same for the Ankylosaurs. Just that uh, that inquisitiveness. But uh, as the minute ends, the boys swim to the shore, uh, doing their best Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation from Predator, um, climbing <laughs> up the muddy bank. <laughs> but um, jokes aside, we're told it can sense thermal radiation. Um, I wonder if it sees like the Predator. <laughs> we get that sort of. We don't get any Indominus vision uh, in the film, but I wonder if she sees in those shades of reds and greens, much like the Predator did. <laughs> I mean, she could, but I am thankful we don't get that in the movie, just because the fish-eyed lens view of the of the of the first-person view of what the predator sees is kind of really become a schlocky B-movie shtick. Like every everybody wants to try to be the next Jaws, so they do it. <laughs> I'm glad it hasn't turned up in the franchise at all. Yeah. If you think, especially maybe JP3, when we get into the sort of depths there, that um, we're going to have Grant dreaming about raptors on the plane, well, why aren't we getting raptor cam as well? I mean, we do kind of get raptor cam at the end of the, towards the end of this, but we don't get, like, their vision, that kind of fish-eyed look that that they like to do with the camera. That's only because it's the, um, looking through the cameras mounted to the side of their heads. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it gives a yeah, it gives a look at the we're seeing what they're seeing, but it's only because they've got the the tactical cameras strapped to their heads. Yeah. Anything else on that before we get to the novel? Uh, no, I think we're good. Not a lot uh, in the novel. Again, most of what's in there happens in the film, but the waterfall is said to be twenty feet high, <laughs> um, which sort of. I could see that. When we're up with the boys, yeah, when we're up with the boys looking down, it sort of looks a lot higher than when we're down with the boys looking up at Indominus, and especially that that wide shot when we pull back and she um, gets up and leaves. Mm-hmm. She's nearly as tall as what the waterfall is. Exactly. So, I mean, I could see the waterfall being about 20 feet high. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's not that much bigger than the T-Rex, so it's not like she's towering over the T-Rex, you know? Not yet. She's got some growing to do. Yep. But uh, that's minute 61. Uh, Dave, how about we get out of here for the day? All right, sounds good. <laughs>